This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Telling Everybody Everything. It is Saturday, June 25th. And wow, I mean, it is the day that I finally started respecting Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock, if you live abroad, if you are a listener who does not trouble yourself with British politics, he was our health secretary. My daughter was asking what he did for a living. I explained to her, just like I'll explain to you, that we have a series of embarrassing MPs, and many of them are tasked with presiding over one area of fucking the nation up. So you'll have a transport secretary, and you'll have like an agriculture secretary. Matt Hancock, as the health secretary, is in charge of the shambolic handling of COVID and the NHS right now. And he has just been dealt hand after hand of garbage and you see the man in press conferences and he has to stand there and fulfill the will of his superiors and the conservative party and I I sort of always felt bad for him because he doesn't have a lot of control over truths he untells or, or things that he says he kind of is given a list of grievances and he goes uh, all right go out there and say this and that and he's bullied I think he's a dweeb He wanted power in the Conservative Party and he wanted a position that mattered. And no one, no one would want to be health secretary right now. And Boris Johnson, you know, like a villain would, just went, here you go, Matt Hancock, you can be the health secretary. And what a storm of shit day in and day out that would be for someone. Do you think Matt Hancock has any power? No, I mean, he has small powers. He has more power than some. He gives contracts to his friends, multi-million dollar contracts uh, to people who are not at all qualified to execute them. There's loads of corruption that goes on in government, maybe. Uh, Not that I can see, though, because I wish to keep living treason-free in this great country, and I love uh, working here and paying tax. However, you know, he's done some dodgy things, but I don't think he's an evil person. I think he's adult. And he found himself in a bad job. And yesterday, some photos were released. And I think they were taken all the way back May 2nd. But this is what the press do. They hold on to incriminating photos. I happen to know, uh, this is a little tidbit from me to you. I happen to know there's another MP that they've got some stuff on, but they're not releasing it for whatever reason. They found these photos of Matt Hancock or took these photos of Matt Hancock making out 
with an aide. So someone who does like little jobs in the government. And she's not qualified to do that either. She's married to a millionaire. They are, uh, they have kids together. I assume they are in a committed monogamous relationship and therefore this is cheating. Matt Hancock, I also assume, is in a committed monogamous relationship with his wife and this is cheating. You know, it's a bit of a scandal. And he's also this aide's superior. If she's a government aide, you know, I don't think that you're supposed to be making out with people like that. I really don't. And obviously it shows that she was given favoritism when he awarded her the job that she's definitely in no way qualified of doing. Anyway, they're making out. It's a sickening scene. It's a video. And he just, I mean, he looks like, you know, when teenagers for a laugh in films used to wrap their own arms around their own backs and turn around and then the arms would go up and down the back and it looked like two people making out and just pawing each other voraciously. That is what he's doing. He's got his hands all over her. He's kissing her. You can see his little widow's peak. It's a it's an above shot. You can see his baldingness, which is cute. And he grabs her bum and he's like, I mean, whatever. It's not something that any of us wanted to see, but I felt like it was great news. For a variety of reasons. Cheating's bad, but I mean, are we surprised that the liar is lying? Oh my God, Matt Hancock, it looks like he's allegedly cheating on his wife. What? The man who could be responsible for hundreds of thousands of needless deaths in the UK? The misinformation merchant who's been parading up and down this country, contradicting himself, avoiding answering questions? He did something shady? You bet. And it caused such outrage because as a nation, we're absolutely fine with disease ravaging the country and like idiots being in charge of its handling and the NHS being dismantled and privatized and being lied to on the news every single day. But oh my gosh, something sexual happened. Someone made out with Matt Hancock. Kill my grandma, sure. Make out with an aide and show me a video of it. I'm absolutely sickened. You should lose your job. So he has resigned. Matt Hancock is no longer health secretary, and there's a certain Wizard of Oz, uh, ding dong, the witch is dead joy that I'm hearing from the neighborhoods. And people are like, finally, he's sacked. Don't think for a second that they aren't going to find some fuck who's 15 times worse tomorrow morning. You thought Theresa May was bad, and she actually talks good sense regarding COVID, and now we've got Boris Johnson. You thought Lamar Odom was bad, and now... Chloe's getting back together with Tristan Thompson, who is snakier because he's not even a drug addict. He's just cheating on her for cakes. Cheating sucks. But when I see Matt Hancock doing it, I don't know. Something makes me feel alive. I think it's cute that he and this aide he was making out with went to Oxford together. She's not, it's not a Monica Lewinsky, like 20 year old scandal thing where he's taking advantage of a young woman. I think they might have had crushes on each other at Oxford, or I like to think that they did. That's kind of cute. Not cute to his wife, but stop feeling sorry for his wife. Because as my good friend Bobby Mayer, also Canadian, check him out on social media. He's a comedian. He's he's just the best in a number of ways. You might already know Bobby. Bobby Mayer said, for every time Matt Hancock fucks someone else, his wife doesn't have to fuck him. And that is a good day to be his wife. Don't don't you think if you were Matt Hancock's wife and you had to watch the parade of insanity 
that this prick has been marching the last year and a half, two years, who knows, his whole fucking life, probably. She just married him. God knows why. Like, she thought it was a good idea in 2006. Security. I don't know. She seems like a lovely woman. But when my husband is Matt Hancock, he's fucking anyone but me, and I'm glad. And you know what else? It'll get him respect with these assholes above him who also cheat on their wives. Boris Johnson was like, I accept Matt Hancock's apology and this will go no further. And he was ready to leave it. Well, when has Boris Johnson had a partner that he hasn't cheated on? Currently the one, I mean, who knows? I think maybe in the circle of assholes, the perineum of MPs, that maybe Matt Hancock got a little bit of respect in the bar. And I think that's all he wanted. He wanted to go out in a high. He's photographed making out with this lovely woman cheating on his lovely wife, uh, like a snake would do. And the other lads, for once, for once in Matt Hancock's career, they buy him a drink. And he goes, it's not going to get better than this. And he resigns. Hang on a minute. I think I said at the beginning of this podcast, it was June 25th. It's Saturday, June 26th. Uh, June 25th is in my head because I was putting out invitations for Violet's birthday party that happened last night in our garden. No, I'm not going to give you the details of how socially distanced it was or wasn't. Well, did you have them two meters apart, Catherine? You know the Freedom Day has been extended to July. I don't, I don't, I cannot stand the disclaimer and the preamble. Every single show I watch, every single thing, it's like social distancing protocols were adhered to. Like, why do you care? Just assume that every production is doing it. Just assume that Violet's party was safe also. Side note, these girls are tested twice a week and go to school together all the time. I'm over it. Who are you going to call? Matt Hancock? Uh, He's living his best life now. I'm just trying to stay out of the Daily Mail. I didn't realize that journalists listen to podcasts. I should have realized this, but it always happens in stand-up where you say a joke or deliver, you know, some type of fresh angle on stage and it makes sense in the context of the room and it's a laugh because everyone knows it's meant to be a laugh. But if someone reviews that stand-up show, they take jokes, which I hate, by the way, they take jokes from the stage and they write them down in a notepad so they get some of the words wrong and some of the timing wrong. And then they publish that in a newspaper and it always looks more sinister and it's never as funny. I mean, or it's never funny, full stop. It's just annoying. So my podcast last week when I was talking about this casual tinder date of bobby's sliding into the dms the whole podcast was about how i didn't let it make me mad because i know that a lot of women in my life would have lost their shit over something like that i know there was a time in my life i would have lost my shit over something like that and all i was trying to do is share you know the type of laid back nearly 38 year old woman that i am now i don't care about that i genuinely don't And the whole premise of the podcast was, and I didn't let it get to me. Holy crow. You should have seen these articles. When they talk about women, they love to use words like slam. Catherine Ryan slams Bobby's ex. She fumes over this, which has made her livid. Like, as far as the press are concerned, I'm the angriest woman in Britain. And I don't know how they do it. I don't know the mechanics that go into journalism now because it used to be one thing it used to be composition and 
you know, uh, actual journalism and research and writing articles. And now, I mean, what they've definitely got is a kid that they don't pay nearly enough, whose education has been absolutely wasted. And that kid has to go on and listen. You better listen to Vicki Pattison's podcast every week, Stacey Solomon. You better listen to Catherine Ryan's podcast every week. And you do a little book report on that. Just write down whatever you understood from it. And we'll publish that as news. That's what journalism has become now. Just take a few pictures off, you know, Shauna Phillips' Instagram. And uh, we're going to publish those. We're going to like make a story about it. It's the weirdest thing. And if I was your grade four teacher and you came to me with a book report that was all wrong, that totally misunderstood the context of the piece, then you would fail. But it, I suppose in the Daily Mail context, you get it right. And they're like, no, 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 no. So this again, but with female rage, please. And the poor girl is like, okay, and then has to doctor it all up. Do you have any recent photos of her in a bikini? You do. Great. We'll add those. <laughs> and then, I mean, it's great. But the truth is, I'm a very positive person. And I only say that because I want it for you too. And I have an exciting guest on today's episode of Telling Everybody Everything. Of course, it is one of my very best friends, Ramesh. You've heard him on before, and he's come back to talk about positivity with pop chips. So here now is one of my very favorite comedians and my really good friend, Ramesh Ranganathan. The next segment of Telling Everybody Everything is brought to you in partnership with Pop Chips. Listeners of the podcast will know not long ago, we featured my very dear, very dear, dear friend, Ramesh Ranganathan on the show. And he and the fine people at Pop Chips set me up a load of tasks that would help me reach my ultimate goal of becoming as positive and chipper as I can possibly be. Well, the time has come and I'm delighted to announce Ramesh is back to review how well I've done in injecting his pop of positivity into my life. Did you like that introduction, Ramesh? I really love the introduction. It's, um, it feels that pop of positivity sounds slightly invasive, I'll be honest yeah. with you, but I'm happy to, I'm happy to come and do that. I, I, but I just want to be, I just want to go on record as saying I have actually th always thought of you as quite a positive person, not in an, uh, in an annoying way, but just I do genuinely think you're quite positive, aren't you? Sounds like you thought of me in an annoying way. No, not at all. No, I mean, I know that the the fact that I went to that level of trouble to clarify that does suggest that's exactly what I thought. But no, I, I no, you you know, you're quite positive, like it's sort of chill positive, rather. Than... I'm effervescent. Sure. Yeah. What does that mean? You know, when I see you, you specifically, yeah. not everyone, I'm really happy that that's happening, and I'm really excited and very North American. You know. <laughs> Hi. But do you, do you feel that's because you're trying to, you're cancelling out, you're trying to cancel out my lack of energy? You feel like you're compensating? <laughs> no. Do you know, I've always loved you. And, you know, my favourite people are people who uh, like me back. And you've always been very complimentary about well, I do, me. I do. Like from early days. Yeah. Well, I do like you back. That feels like... <laughs> Look, this is like a, cha a pop chips challenge that we're doing within the pop chips challenge. Just yeah. lavish praise yeah. on your friend. I think you're great. I think, you know, I would like to see, I would like, to, I think a good thing, a good positive thing would be just going on people's podcasts and saying everything you like about that person. Um, I think that's American podcast. Well, that is actually. Um, but anyway, it, I, I'm here with my pop of positivity for your podcast. 
Thank you, because I've been looking forward to telling you how I've responded to each and every one of your positivity goals that we set up last month. And to add to that, I have spent the last six weeks sampling every pop chip flavor. Mm. And at the end, I'm going to reveal to you my favorite one. Are you ready for that? I am ready for Well, I'm not ready for it now. I'm ready for it when you, no. when you deem it to be the appropriate moment at the end of this segment. You, what's your level of pop chip tolerance? Because that's, I can pretty much smash through quite a few, I think. <laughs> well... I've been slower, as you did challenge me to savor my food. Mm. So I can eat many, though. I, I think when it comes to sweet or salty, I'm a salty person. Right. And so is my favorite go-to snack, and it's light. So I can get through a lot. I get excited to see the postman. I'm kind of like a cockapoo at the window <laughs> when I see the postman coming with more pop chips. Sure. I got my tongue out. I'm excited. Sure. There's some panting. What a treat, what a yeah. treat for the postman. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? He is my friend. I really like him. And he's currently watching my show on BBC Two and we discuss it when he comes by. Um, I Do you know what? Can I just say, I know that wasn't one of your challenges, but I think that's lo- I think people need to be more friendly and positive to delivery people. Do you know what I mean? Because they have yeah. they, they, they've, they've brought so much happiness to our lives. Admittedly, that happiness is, you know, is delivered through our uh the levels of consumerism that have been ingrained into our society but they still right. do a wonderful thing it's nice to have a chat with them but i don't ever do that i might do that you know well i wanted to get him a gift but then i thought he has to carry it around and he's mm. already got so much to carry around it's almost like i'd be giving him an errand <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for this gift of adding to my workload this is brilliant yeah. <laughs> yeah. put this in my satchel um i think maybe the postman wants what everyone wants straight cash <laughs> sure um okay so how did you get so you did you how, how did you get on with your challenges generally then generally great you sent me a challenge of sending a different friend a dm every morning to make them smile yeah how did that work how did that work out for you Do you know i did that ramesh and the first person i sent a nice dm to was my sister joanne right but i actually got up Sent her a happy text every day, just going, how's, you know, musical theater? You know, her lame interests that mm. I don't usually want to hear about. And she really responded to that. And it made her smile. That's lovely. That's so nice. No- Isn't that nice? Do you feel better for having done that? I do. It mm. made me think, oh, you know, I've moved so far away from my family, but I can still have like a tight relationship with my sisters if I just go out on a limb. And then I, you know, yes, I have to hear about Beauty and the Beast and I have to hear all the little gossip because musical theater is its own ecosystem Mm, mm. and I've learned that all of her comrades are struggling at the minute with theater closures and everything else I'm a big fan of musical theater I grew up in a flamboyant household so I got to hear about it all and I know that I injected a pop of positivity into her life and mine well that's great well that sounds like a wonderful injection the next challenge was to smile at the first person I see when I leave the house. This was a little bit challenging because I didn't leave the house every day. Okay. Okay. And when I did leave the house, I was usually wearing a mask. Okay. Well, that sort of makes it less challenging, doesn't it, I suppose? Do you smile do you, do you do you um do you smile with your you're, you're an eye smiler, aren't you? I would describe you as. If if you were if you were smiling with your mask on, I think you'd be able to tell, wouldn't you? Normally, no because of the Botox, but I haven't had access to my usual doctors for a year and a half. Oh, there you go. So you've got more more expression. That's good. I have been smiling from within my car 
at my gate while I let dog walkers pass. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. And I gesture them along and I smile at them and I just wait there. Sometimes they gesticulate that I should go. And then I say, no, 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 no. You go. And I smile and I let them cross. That's so sweet. And then you just sort of leave on your journey knowing that you've done a wonderful thing for a dog walker. The third one. Yeah, go on. End every day by writing a list of positive things, comedy memories, or things that have brightened my day. Gratitude <laughs> is important to me. And I always feel gratitude, but I don't take the time to journal it. <laughs> it... <laughs> Sorry, it just... I just feel like a bit like your sort of teacher or something now as you're reporting this back to me. This is good. Like a therapist. I know. But anyway, go on. So how did that go? It was great. I wrote down all the things I'm grateful for. And it yeah. couldn't have come at a better time because I have a few shows that are coming out. I have a few shows that are getting canceled. I have a few <laughs> new shows that are being announced. And people are being extra horrible online. Oh, I didn't want to hear. Oh, that's bad. Are they? That's Yeah, but you know me. I don't really care. But I think no. that focusing my gratitude for the things that I have has really helped counteract that because I oh, don't good. think about what people are saying online. I don't. I just write down, I'm safe. The weather's getting warmer. I can go on a patio. I have great friends. Yeah. I'm feeling healthy. You know, I write these things down. I've written down some fine comedy memories. One of the memories is when I first met you at the Albany in Great Portland Street. Yeah, when you were you delivered a set that was so funny, I found you completely unfollowable that time. That was a very positive experience for me. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's gone in my journal of negative things. No, that will never happen again. You are now unfollowable, and I can't even do the type of comedy I used to do because now we have to be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be super spicy when I started out. And then two more challenges. You asked me to take time to savor my food, whether that was a meal with family or a what? It just feels like when you list the challenges like this, it feels like I've been very instructive and prescriptive about how you should run your life. Sorry, but it's just, I feel almost guilty. But this sounds good. This is good. I'm glad this is having a positive. This is what I asked for. And it worked. I've been savoring my food, whether that be a meal or a cheeky afternoon pack of pop chips. <laughs> and I've enjoyed savoring my food, Ramesh. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, good. I'm glad. I just want to I just want to reiterate that Catherine has set me challenges. So I don't want you to think that this is Ramesh. <laughs> this isn't Ramesh tells Catherine how to change. This is what the point <laughs> of this is. I know. This is basically like Ramesh's fitness plan. Yeah. <laughs> Create a playlist of songs that make me smile and dance around the house at least once a week. Thanks for that, Ramesh. How did that? How did that go? Was that good? Uh, dancing around the house. <laughs> a lot of people say that you can physically dance out any sure. negativity or trauma. Mm. Um, I don't know how I felt dancing around the house. I did try it. I prefer singing, mm. you know, and especially mm. now that I've been back in touch with Joanne quite a lot. I've yeah. got I've got show tunes on the mind yeah. we do singing. a lot of hamilton in our house yeah what's your best yeah. hamilton song yeah i do it as a king sort of of the house you know i mean i'm not gonna do i know this is if this is a panel show it'd be leading up to me doing a bit i'm not i'm not gonna do that but you know yeah, that is a song i do unsatisfying is it that you won't <laughs> um I can't remember. How's it go? You'll be back soon. You'll see. You remember what you mean to me. Something like that, isn't it? 
You do it kind of Sri Lankan. I like it. <laughs> you sound a bit like your mom. <laughs> and I'll oh, send God. an armed battalion <laughs> to remind you of my love. I, well, that's that's the sort of thing my mom would say, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Does sound like her. Uh, oh, yeah, Shanti. Okay. Well, Ramesh, thank you because... Give me some yeah. flavor. Give me Thai sweet chili pop chips. Yeah. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I actually do really like the ready salt. Yeah. You know? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, do you know why? I just think they, um, they enable you to eat a lot. Yeah. I understand. Well, no judgment. There's a different flavor for everyone to enjoy. Ramesh, thank you so much for coming back on, telling everybody everything. It's the only way I've gotten to see you in, in a while, so we'll have to oh, no. rectify that ASAP. Yes. All right. See you soon. See ya. Bye-bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My bestie, my bestie. I love Ramesh. Do you know the first few times I met him, I didn't know him very well. I think we did a gig together where he was driving and I he might have even still been teaching or just left teaching at that point. And I loved him. And then I met him at the Albany pub, which was an amazing gig. And again, great energy. And then we filmed something for Princess Productions, which used to be in like the Queensway shopping center, like at the top floor, it was such an odd place for a studio, but really fun and convenient because you could go shopping afterwards and they have loads of snacks in the mall, even a soft play in that mall. Um, and he was so complimentary. He was like, mate, or whatever he calls people, bro. No, I wasn't a bro yet. Nish was there too. And Ramesh just said, you know, I respect your work. It's that easy. Just be a fan of someone's work and you're a fan of them and they're a fan of you. And then he went stratospheric, just like one of the most successful comedians in Britain right now. BAFTA winning. Ba I've had a BAFTA winner on the podcast now. Beat that, Carrie. I'm sure Carrie will win a BAFTA one day soon. If you follow me on social media, you will know that <laughs> Carrie, uh, well, all my family, really, they send loads of gifts especially for Fred's birthday, Fred's arrival. Everyone's so excited about baby Fred. And they don't write letters. And I find the same thing. Sometimes when you go to a company and you want to send a gift to someone, there isn't space for a card or a message. So you just receive something and you're like, who is this from? I've done a lot of digging over the past couple of weeks. Who is this from? Who's that from? 
And Carrie always has a way of inserting her special calling card. So my sister Carrie sent from Germany, oddly enough, some framed canvas photos that I had taken around the time of Fred's arrival. And so I'm opening the package. I'm like, oh, here's a picture of my newborn. Who the hell had access to this? Because I have posted a few things on social media, but some of the more intimate photos I haven't posted. And these were some of the more intimate photos. Not intimate, you know, like it's not like my vagina, which has remained stunning, if anyone's wondering. I think a lot of people are scared of that. They're like, what's going to happen? Some bad things can happen, but don't worry. They're ready for it. They're prepped. Consultants know how to help you out. But my pelvic floor is like a vice, and my vagina looks exactly the same as it did before. Exactly the same. So please don't be afraid by the worst things that can happen. And they can happen, and they can be solved. It can be totally cool. Anyway, there's a photo of Fred where he's being lifted up and put on to me, and he's all bloody and you know how newborns are. And he's kicking off. I think it's difficult to be born. I think, you know, it probably gives you a headache. It's very confusing. And uh, he wasn't happy about it. And I just look fresh as a daisy. And I would love to post that to social media. But I can't because it's that old adage of, you know, you're with a friend and the friend is sneezing or the friend just looks like shit in the photo and you look good. Only a prick posts that photo. And a lot of you are that prick. You'll be like, yeah, but I looked so good. And you post it. I can't be that prick to Fred. He was like a minute old and I can't do it to him. So just know that there's a beautiful picture of me somewhere in the world. Fred looks like shit, so I can't post it. (laughs) I mean, he looks adorable, but I wouldn't do that to a friend. Let's say I'm out with one of my gal pals. She's crying and covered in blood. I'm not going to post it just because my lips look full from the gas and air, okay? Just know if you're my friend, I'm not going to do that. So Carrie sent me all these photos. I didn't know who they were from until I flipped over one canvas and then I see a lingerie photo of Carrie with her entire ass out. Her face isn't even in it. She's just, it's basically a picture of her ass. And I thought, oh, it's from Carrie. So just imagine, you know, somewhere there's a beautiful collage of um, photos of the family, little baby Fred, Bobby, Violet, me, and then Carrie's ass. That's how we knew who it was from. I regret to deliver less positive news. If you are a follower of Telling Everybody Everything, then certainly you know what's been going on with Britney Spears and her conservatorship. This will not be new information to my friends. We've been following this. I mean, since the incarnation of the Britney Spears machine, I knew something was up. We knew it. And she seemed to be this small town, Louisiana, nice girl, but there was something behind the eyes, some sadness. And now we know the Hollywood machine chewed her up and spat her out and was micromanaging her. And God knows what else, if I can be honest, God knows what else when she was very young and making so much money. My agent Kitty posted this really interesting animated, um, stat where it shows the net income that Britney was making and then other artists below and there's Pink and there's Alicia Keys and Christina Aguilera and Avril Lavigne and J-Lo and they came up and down in millions but no one was near touching Britney Spears you know J-Lo was making 13 million one year Britney was making 45 million and 
and you see these graphs go up and go down and go up and go down, they don't come near Brittany. And someone worth that much money, like, it's just, remember that Netflix series um, about the murderer and he was framed and they weren't sure exactly. Remember the police force tried to pin a murder on this man and we have to decide for ourselves, did he do it, did he not? Well, he had just sued that small police force and won millions of dollars. So who knows what they would have done to frame him? That's the problem. As soon as money's involved, you don't know. If you think that your life is worth more to certain groups of people than millions of dollars, you're wrong. And so we saw Britney Spears unravel, marry Kevin Federline, have those babies, I thought Kevin Federline was the problem for a long time, but much like in the Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown love story, it was she, I think, who was leading him most astray. And who knows who led her astray, who was giving her what at that time. But that's when she was not wearing knickers. She was hanging out with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan, running around Hollywood. And then dot, 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 we saw what happened after that. This is not to say that the young woman should be placed under a conservatorship and controlled for the rest of her entire life, especially since she's still working and making money and paying the people who are micromanaging whether or not she uses a debit card that day, whether or not she gets into a car, whether or not she goes to the doctor, what she wears, what she does. It is an abomination, and I'm glad that it's coming to light. Finally, Britney Spears herself has spoken. She gave a 24-minute statement against the conservatorship that she's lived under for 13 years. She has a judge, Brenda Penny. Love that this is a woman. I feel like we're going in the right direction. And she says she wants to sue her family and said that she was abused by a therapist and that she's in shock and she's traumatized and just wants her life back. And I absolutely agree with everything that she's saying as an outsider. I mean, I don't know her full situation. Yes, perhaps she's mentally ill and that's the argument. Oh, she has mental illness. Sure, everybody has mental illness. Does that mean that she should be forced to have an IUD preventing her from having another baby? Uh, no, you can't do that to people even though they have a mental illness. Absolutely not. Uh, does that mean she shouldn't be able to get in a car with her boyfriend? Absolutely not. Does that mean that she should have all of her power and decision-making taken away from her? Absolutely not. And it's shocking that it has gone on this long and continues to go on. Here are some excerpts from what Britney said, if you happen to miss it. I will try to do it in the Britney Spears accent since I cannot use the original audio, but I have listened to the original audio. I just got a new phone. And I have a lot to say, so bear with me. I like that she's woven in the humble brag of getting a new phone. I'll be honest with you. I haven't been back to court in a long time because I don't think I was heard on any level when I came to court the last time. I brought four sheets of paper in my hands and wrote in length what I had been through the last four months before I came here. The people who did that to me should not be able to walk away so easily. I will recap. I was on tour in 2019. I was forced to do what my management said. If I don't do this tour, I'll have to find an attorney. And by my contract, my own management could sue me if I didn't follow through with the tour. Under the conservatorship, I couldn't even get my own attorney. So out of fear, I went ahead and I did the tour. I needed a break, but no, I was told this is the timeline and this is how it's going to go. 
I rehearse four days a week, half the time in the studio, half the time in another Westlake studio. I was basically directing most of the show. I did the choreography, meaning I taught my dancers new choreography myself. It's funny to hear my manager's side of the story. They all said I wasn't participating in rehearsals and I never agreed to take my medication, which my medication is only taken in the mornings, never at rehearsals. So they don't even see me. So why are they even claiming that? Ma'am, I'm not here to be anyone's slave. Quoting her own music, I love it. There was a week period where my management were nice to me and I told them I don't want to do the tour. They were nice to me and they said if I don't want to do the New Vegas show, I don't have to because I was getting really nervous. It was like lifting 200 pounds off me when they said I don't have to do the show anymore because it was really, really hard on me and it was too much. I couldn't take it anymore. So I remember telling my assistant, but you know, I feel weird if I say no. I feel like they're going to come back and be mean to me or punish me. Three days later, after I said no to Vegas, my therapist sat me down in a room and said he had a million phone calls about how I was not cooperating in rehearsals and I haven't been taking my medication. All this was false. He immediately, the next day, put me on lithium out of nowhere. He took me off my normal meds I've been on for five years. And lithium is a very, very strong and completely different medication compared to what I was used to. You can go mentally impaired if you take too much. But if you stay on it longer than five months... He put me on that and I felt drunk. I really couldn't even take up for myself. I wouldn't even have a conversation with my mama or dad about anything. I told him I was scared. My doctor had me on six different nurses with this new medication, come to my home, stay with me to monitor me on this new medication, which I never wanted to be on to begin with. There were six different nurses in my home and they wouldn't let me get in my car to go anywhere for a month. Not only did my family not do a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. Anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad. And my dad acted like he didn't know that I was told I had to be tested over the Christmas holidays before they sent me away. When my kids went home to Louisiana, he was the one who approved all of it. My whole family did nothing. Over the two-week holiday, a lady came into my home for four hours a day, sat me down, and did a psych test on me. It took forever, but I was told I had to. Then after, I got a phone call from my dad saying, basically, I failed the test or whatever. Whatever. I'm sorry, Brittany. You have to listen to your doctors. They're planning to send you to a small home in Beverly Hills to do a rehab program that we're going to make up for you. You are going to pay $60,000 a month for this. I cried on the phone for an hour, and he loved every minute of it. The control he had over someone as powerful as me, he loved the control to hurt his own daughter 100,000%. He loved it. I packed my bags and I went to that place. I worked seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing to this is called sex trafficking. Making people work against their will, taking all their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport, and placing them in a home where they work with the people who live with them. They all lived in the house with me, the nurses, the security. There was one chef that came there and cooked for me during the day and watched me change every day naked, morning, noon, and night. My body, I had no privacy door for my room. I gave eight vials of blood a week. Brittany Spears is keeping receipts. She's very cross with her dad. She's calling him out for everything. And this is fucking shocking if true. I say if true, that's to legally 
protect my podcast, but obviously I believe it's true. Those of you who are listening really well will have heard Fred crying for a little bit. I could have just left and fed him, but Bobby defrosted milk from the fucking freezer and I need that to go to work. (sighs) What mothers go through. Anyway, I would like to progressively move forward and I want to have the real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have an IUD inside of myself right now, so I don't get pregnant. If I wanted to take out the IUD so I could start trying to have another baby, this so-called team won't let me. They won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they don't want me to have any more children. So basically, this conservatorship is doing me way more harm than good. I deserve to have life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have a two or three year break and just, you know, do what I want to do. But I do feel like there's a crutch here. I feel open and I'm okay to talk to you about it today. But I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever. Because when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden, then I hear all these no's. No, 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 no. And then all of a sudden I get, I feel ganged up on. This makes me so sad. And I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone. Oh my God, poor, like this is fucked. It's crazy. And I know that it's upset everyone for a really long time. I think it's the Louisiana accent and the fact that my breast milk was thawed without my consent. Um, I deserve to have the same rights as anybody does, but having a child, a family, any of those things and more so, and that's all I wanted to say to you. And thank you so much for letting me speak to you today. Oh my God. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out in a few days what this judge says, but her dad has been a fucking wrong and from the start, if you ask me, allegedly legally protecting the podcast. Um, It just makes me sad. And her mother, Lynn Spears, would always sort of do what Jamie wanted. She was a perfect Louisiana wife. And I think it really hits home when Brittany says he loved controlling a woman as powerful as I am, because that would be a real boost for a narcissist. Not saying I'm in any position to diagnose someone as a narcissist, but a man like that, if he is someone who likes control, there's no greater high than controlling Britney Spears and her millions and millions of dollars. If you have a mental illness, you can still have a normal life. This is bullshit. Is Kanye under conservatorship? No. Everyone in the creative arts has a mental illness as far as I'm concerned. And you can't put IUDs in us all. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you, Ramesh, for being a guest. I did not get to the emails, though I'm going to do a podcast earlier next week, in the week, and I will get to as many emails as I can. We have to do that every once in a while just to catch up because you send so many wonderful questions and comments. Thank you for all the support I received for last week's podcast. Everyone pretty much unanimously agrees with me apart from the daily mail they will always try to find a way to make a woman look angry and maybe if you're very unlucky stick you on lithium um here are some of the emails for next week look at these titles i mean what will i even choose will i ever date again should i be successful at 25 i need my mom but i dislike her friend with benefits marriage for visa wedding on my period I definitely have an ulcer. I've named him Franklin. (laughs) Oh, half-sister conundrum. Violet the icon. Surrogacy. What? Scared of being famous. Like, just so many great emails. I can't wait to get to those. I'm so sorry that I didn't today. If you would ever like to write me, the address is telling everybody everything at gmail.com. 
please look out for this podcast update later in the week where I'm just going to do as many emails as I can to show my gratitude. And I hope that you're well, and I hope that you have a great week. Hashtag free Brittany. See you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.